0: is in the moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr. Thanking you, as always, for joining us on this lovely day the Lord has made. All right, and that's a big amen for that, because you know, it could have been so different last night, but he woke us up one more time to be able to serve him and to study his word. Amen. So let's get to it. We're coming from John 1 starting with the first verse, and we're going to go to verse 5. So John 1, 1 through 5, reads as follows. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth not. Amen. And it still doesn't, people. It still doesn't because God is still on the throne. Uh, this week, uh, we didn't have any prayer requests this week coming from our uh, different social networks that are out there. We do pray that you engage those should you need prayer. Uh, definitely go to your biz. Go to our YouTube channel as well as to our Facebook page. If you want to engage us in those capacities, if not, that's okay as well. Uh, but right now, we definitely are going to pray because prayer is important. Prayer changes things. And prayer dis- is a communication with God that no one else has that is our way of establishing and maintaining relationship with him. So let us pray at this time. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for another day, thanking you for all the things that you have done for us, that you are doing for us, and that you will do for us in the future, Lord. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, through the intervention of the Holy Spirit, I pray right now that someone out there is touched by your word, that someone is reached by your word. That they see you for who you are, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We thank you, Lord, for getting us through another week. We thank you for getting us through those hard times at work. We thank you for helping us with the homework with with the children, helping us stay communicating with our families as we go about this thing we call life. We thank you, Lord, because not only because it's a season of thanks, for we thank you all the time. We thank you for being able to see another season of thanks. And we're grateful because we know it's grace that we don't deserve. That you give freely for those who believe. These and all things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us. At, yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your Cash App, dollar sign your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. And now today's message. All right. So our topic of the day is: How do we know our God's alive and real? How do we know this? Where does this faith come from that we know our God's alive and real? Well, he's all around us, people, from the animals to the change in seasons to the things that occur in our life that we just cannot explain. But we know that it's God, and not just any God, not just any God out here in the world, because there are several gods out here in the world. The Bible tells us that there are numerous gods out here in the world, but we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we know that he takes care of us. We know that he is there for us in times of need. Our topic today is, a, is definitely an important one because I want you to really think about who we're about to discuss here and why we believe what we believe here. And for that, we go to Daniel 3. Daniel 3, starting at verse 25, we know the story of the great story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who are at this point fighting against King Nebuchadnezzar. He does not like the fact that they do not bow to his image that he has created for everybody to bow to. He has threatened them, they have stood their ground, and they've been thrown into the fire. And now we're at the point where he sees something that he was not ready to see or expecting to see. Verse 25 reads as follows. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, help us dive into your word right now. Help us understand the situations, the context, and help us bring about lessons that we can take from it that will give your name the praise and glory to your kingdom. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. A lot of people want to experience God on a major level because they're still unsure if he's alive and real. Many Christians struggle with this too because, believe it or not, they too want to experience the same thing. They want to see something to feel God is with them, whatever that is for them. Even though... They know without faith it's impossible to please God, Hebrews 11, 6. Even though they know it's written that the righteous shall live by faith, Galatians 3, 11. And that we walk by faith and not by sight. You've heard this, Second Corinthians 5, 7. But when the birds fly south for the winter, that's God. We know that. When our seasons change, that's God. When children grow from little babies to grown adults, that's God, people. When the land is changed in a matter of moments from an earthquake or a volcano, that's not evolution or any other scientific term. That's God. God is all around us. Our relationship with God is connected through this substance we know as faith. You have to believe in your heart that God is real because we live in the physical world down here and the Lord is everywhere and resides in the heavens. We yearn for a physical connection from the spiritual to the physical. It's an experience that we know would be life-changing. We all know this. We all want to feel that life-changing result, though. That's why it's important to slow down in your day and think about what God has already done for you. If some of us would just do that, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be asking any questions on whether or not God's alive and real. If you were to slow down, be quiet, sit down, and just think about what God has already done for you, and what he's got you through, and what he's blessed you with, you wouldn't ask this question. You'd have more than enough answers. Don't let the small blessings get ignored because you're searching for these big ones. I don't know if there is a big blessing. They're all the same. It's a blessing. <laughs> I think it's by uh, our human condition that we quantify and qualify everything. But when God blesses you, it's a blessing, period. But if we had to look for that special experience with God, the one that you want to have, if you had to look for it, where will we find it, though? How do we witness God doing what God does best? I'm gonna tell you, you're not gonna like it, but I'm gonna tell you, we witness God's work on display in a problem. If we're gonna be honest right now, we witness God's work on display in a problem. Not all the time, but most of the time, it's honestly when God has our attention the most. Not that we ignore God in the good times, but we're busy enjoying the good times. We're so wrapped up in the excitement of getting that job or uh, she said yes, he proposed, the kids are healthy, they got the honor roll, he graduated high school, he's going to college, she got her degree. The blessings are coming in and we're, we're, in, we're busy enjoying the blessings, but The reason why we see God in the problem is because when faith is activated and trusting God comes to the forefront, especially when nothing else is working, we're going to be praying like we've never prayed before. We're going to be accepting prayer from anybody and anyone that's willing to pray for us and with us because that's what we do, that's what happens and we all do it. No one's immune from 911 prayer. No one's, immune, no one's immune from that. We all. Everybody has done it, be honest. Everything's going good, you're not thinking about prayer. But oh, when it's going bad, man, Lord I know you see what's going on down here. I know you hear it, but do you believe the words you're saying though? Do you believe in the God that you're praying to? See, you, know, you see how this now is all coming together? We, we witness God's work on display in the problem. But at the same time, problems got to be resolved. And this is where God reveals himself to us. He makes our problems teachable moments. He makes our problems divine appointments of direction and correction. He takes our problems and wows us with his solutions that everyone around us can see and hopefully grab a desire to know how and why we made it through the way we did. This is why Jesus tells us that we are light to this world and to let our light shine so that people may know the God that we serve and glorify him in heaven and know what he's done for us, for you, for me, for everybody. And give God the glory for the great things he's done. And prayerfully come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all for. But yet, we know that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, we see God's work on display and his witness to a problem. And that's where we come to um, Daniel 3 because there's a problem. There's a problem around the, the subjects of worshiping other gods. There's a the problem around the results of not following the world's way. The problem of uh, being threatened. If you don't do this, this is what's gonna happen to you. But then there's the bravery of standing up for your faith in a God that you know is real and alive, even if everybody around you it's treating it as if though there's nothing there. And they're gonna do that. They're gonna have every reason why you should not believe in Jesus Christ, and every reason to why you should be following the world and the way of the world. Unfortunately though, their treasure is right here. It's not up there, it's right here. That's where their investment is. And we hope and pray that one day that will be corrected. But until then, These are the facts. You don't have to like them, but these are the facts. So how do we know our God is real? How do we know our God is real? We know he's real because the fire that we find ourselves in, just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did when they did not bend the knee and said they weren't gonna ever bend the knee and got thrown into the fire, we find ourselves in a fire that transforms us, do we not? There are fires of life, bad days. We all have those rough patches, as they say. And then there are fires that transform. They're transforming fires. A transforming fire is a situation where God is the only one that can save you. And everyone else knows it, and they see it, and when God saves you, they're so struck that even they come to the Lord with their head down, hands up, on their knees, because they've seen something that they never thought they would see, but it came through the fire they put you in. Isn't that crazy? It, 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 It sounds a little crazy, but be encouraged in knowing that your story is being used to bring others to Christ. Be encouraged that knowing that what you are going through, what your circumstance is, is bringing others to Christ. All you have to do is hang in there and trust and believe. The king had three men bound and thrown into that fire. Without engaging the king, God revealed to the king that his plan is not going to work and God's plan is going to be revealed. We know our God is real because his divine presence is In our situation will always win over the world's plan for our destruction and God will show them how bad they're losing right to their face not only were they loose from being bound scripture says they were walking around in the fire they were dwelling in the exact condition That was supposed to be their downfall. It was supposed to bring them to ruin. It was supposed to destroy them. They are walking around in the world's plan for their demise. Isn't that amazing? I know many of you might be in a fire right now. I know you may feel like you're in a fire. That the year hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go. That you didn't save anything for the holiday season. That the person that you love is not with you right now. That the job that you enjoyed, you no longer have because you've gotten fired or laid off. The family you adore may not even be speaking to you right now. And you might find yourself by yourself at Thanksgiving. I want you to be encouraged that God is going to Release you from that bounds of that worry, of that despair, of that stress. And you're going to be walking around free in that condition better, with a better story than what you went in with. But you got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. He's going to see you through this. He's going to get you through this. And you're going to be better off on the other end. I know it's hot right now. I know it looks bad. It looks like there is no hope. But I want you to be encouraged right now in the name of Jesus, through the intervention of the Holy Spirit, upon my voice, through your space, that that stuff gets bound up. Bind it up with God's word so that his presence... And your life can be released and revealed and restore you to the things according to God's will. But he's going to show his power over your circumstance by dwelling in it unharmed. He made that fire void. It was nothing. We know our God is real. Because not only... Were they free from the fire? Not only were they walking around in their circumstance free, but they were unharmed. The way they entered their circumstance had not changed because God was using them as an example of what life was like in trusting and obeying his word. And right now, you might be in a circumstance that is crazy, out of hand, out of control but you find yourself at peace you know things are going wrong but you're at peace and you're and no one understands it because you're unharmed in your circumstance the circumstance the enemy has set for you to burn in you're walking around in unharmed you're not bothered you're not burned you're not even scorched a bit why because the Lord is with you and most importantly not only are you used as an example of strong faith, but your testimony to trust God is put on full display. We read earlier in the chapter, starting at verse sixteen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O King but if not, be it known to thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. No, worship the golden image which thou has set up. In other words, you can toss us into that fire right now because this conversation is not going to have a different ending. The idea is not going to change. And that is what it's just going to be. See, what happens is when we stand up to evil, when we stand up to Satan's minions, his demons, his powers and principalities, and we call them out and say, okay, well, I'm not changing. So make your move, buddy. Well, he's got to make his move now. He's got to make, he has to show strength to all the people that are following him. And that's what the king had to do. But, oh, he didn't expect to get the response he got from God, though. Because, see, he forgot that he is not God. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be God-like, There, thus being the reason why the image was there. He wanted to be the overseer of that divinity. But he's not and never would be, never will be. That's the testimony they had told to the king. And now the king was seeing their testimony come alive before his very eyes. And like a good TV show, he couldn't turn away. We know God is alive because he will make himself known through us to our enemies, who in all reality are his enemies. Anybody standing in your way today, anybody out there that has decided they're going to stand against you and the God you serve, they're standing against the God you serve. You are the representative of God's kingdom in the flesh that God is using from the heavens into earth connected through you to carry out his will, to give his kingdom the glory and the praise and you the blessings that you deserve. And so here's the other side doing the exact same thing on the evil aspect of things. They had to deal with that. It was shown in their face that their plans wasn't working. Their power was made null and void. This is why Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, 12-13. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood with their loins girt about with the truth and wore their breastplate of righteousness. Their feet were shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. They had their shield of faith and were wearing the helmet of salvation and with the sword of the spirit in hand, which is the word of God. And when you are wearing all that armor, Jesus stands with you in the fire. Yes, he could have pulled them out. Yes, he could have transported them anywhere away from the circumstance, but the circumstance was bigger than the people involved in the circumstance. Why? Because he kept them there and was with them to show that foolish king who the real God was, and it wasn't him, and it transformed him. People, you may be in your circumstance because God is using you and your faith in your circumstance to show those that are against you, those who talk about you, those who put you down, that you serve a mighty God that is going to stand with you in the fire that they started, and show them that their fire is null, that it is void, and that it has no power over his people. You are one of his people. Feel blessed, feel encouraged, and feel comfort in knowing that God is gonna be with you. So many people think that when they become a Christian that it's all gonna go away. No, some things don't go away. The difference is, it's just not raining on you anymore. God is holding the umbrella to keep it from raining on you. You may still be in the weather, It's just that the weather's not affecting you. You're not getting drenched. God is sitting there with their umbrella. I got you, fam. I got you. People, if you're trying to get to this point, to know that God's real, God's alive, if you're still asking these questions, ask yourself, have you put yourself in a space to truly see God for who He is? What do I mean by putting... Myself in a space. What I mean is, are you going to church to study his word? Are you, are you reading your Bible? Are you going to a Bible study? Are you going to a, uh, a, a weekly group of believers who you're doing life with? Are you putting yourself in the space to understand the questions you have? Or are you just reading a bunch of mumbo jumbo on the internet? And I mean, that, that's not putting yourself in the space. Go to the people who are actually doing it who are doing life with God, who are walking with Jesus Christ, not those who are sitting around enabling you not to believe. Because guess what? When you die, when they die, when they all die, you're all going to wake up together in hell. That's all that's going to happen. And I don't want that to happen to you. And neither do the people who follow God want that to happen to you. We want you to come in from the rain and be with the rest of us in security, in the covering of the Almighty. And if there's anything that we can do to help you in that manner, I want you to email us via the information provided earlier in the show. We've got a variety of channels. YouTube, we got Facebook, we got our website. Um, definitely reach out to us. And if there's anything we can do, definitely we will be trying our best to help you if we can. You know, so until next time. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And may you have a fantastic week, God willing. And I pray that you all are getting ready for Thanksgiving and doing all those things. And uh, be encouraged. Be thankful. And I pray for your families. I pray that there is restoration there wherever it may need to be. That way you can have a gorgeous Thanksgiving and eat more than you should and watch a lot of football and just enjoy the time together. Because you don't know when that time is going to be up. You take care.